What's up, you guys? We're so happy you're here to listen to us today. This is Leah and Brittany. You know the vibes. This is a mindful podcast. We got a little bit of humor and gossip thrown in here, and we are so excited for you to listen to this episode today. Okay, so you want a desk. Dude, I am so tired of working at my kitchen counter. (laughs) I need an area that I can devote. Let me turn my phone on. Do not disturb. That I can devote to work, work, to podcasting, to inspiration even. Because sitting at this counter, I would like to be able to keep it clean, you know? But when I'm working here, I'm sitting here all day. It's Um, literally your desk. It's my desk. And it's where I eat. It's where I cook i need Uh, over it i need to get yeah you need something split so i have an office i'm so happy and grateful that i have an office with a desk and everything like that and i actually try to not eat in there that's Um, a good thing yeah like i'll maybe snack just because depending on what i'm working on sometimes having like a little snack or something like helps totally (laughs) um but i try to not eat like my meals or anything in there so i couldn't imagine like my counter or like kitchen being my office Mm -hmm. girl my desk is from i think overstock okay okay (laughs) um but amazon has great ones target has great ones i just want a cute one so you gotta help me figure one yeah yeah something i can i love mine you have you'll have to get kind of like a slim desk yeah for sure space and i I only have a laptop i only have a laptop my my yeah uh, same my employers will not provide a monitor and I will not buy my own monitor to be more efficient for my employers. If my employers wanted me to be more efficient, they would provide me a monitor. So that's how I feel about that. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I just work off a laptop as well. I contemplated getting a desktop, but I don't need one. One day. One yeah. day. So yeah, I would look on, on Overstock for like a cute slim yes. desk. I need a cute chair too. I was thinking like maybe like- Mine's a, from Overstock as well. <laughs> I was thinking like maybe emerald green somewhere. Yes. Amazon. Actually, Amazon. and Overstock. I love Overstock. I love Overstock. <laughs> it just sometimes things don't like <laughs> fit properly yes. or like they'll be missing a screw yes. or- Or they like look- they look really good on pictures, and then when you get them, they're like, you're like, oh, oh, luckily does this that look like that. Oh my gosh, it's happened to me twice, but that's because I try to find the cheapest option ever, and right. you know, I'm trying not to do that anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> we all know what that is like. Yes. But anyway, you guys, this is episode three. Are you excited, Brittany? I'm so excited. How have you been feeling, <laughs> dude? How have you been feeling? I've been doing good. We're headed. We're we're in episode three of you know the vibes, Leah and Brittany. We're so excited that you guys are here. We're excited to be here. I've been feeling really great. We have officially launched this podcast, which was so nerve wracking before we did it. But now I'm like, oh, this is so chill. Yes, yes. I was so nervous leading up when you made the first post. I was like, uh, oh, my God, we're actually doing this. And like people are going to listen to what I what if I say the wrong, you know, like I start going like going fucking yeah. crazy. Um, <laughs> and then today it just mellowed out and I just love like I want to share with everybody so we announced the podcast on Miss Leah's birthday Mm -hmm. and we dropped it on my birthday 
birthday. And so how fun, ah, like how fun is that? It was so fun. So like this podcast itself is a Pisces baby. It is. Love it. it. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. I was, I guess I, I was nervous because obviously with podcasts, like it's a different world of media, right? A different type of media. And you kind of can't control Mm-hmm. who listens or downloads as much as you can on like social media. Okay. Right? Cause like on Instagram and stuff, you can just block people, mute people, hide people, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but podcasts are out there in the open in the world. And you, as far as I know, you can't block someone from yeah. listening. Yeah, I know that that has gone so through that's my head like too. a whole other, like, ooh, <laughs> who's going to listen? Yeah. It's one thing, like when somebody makes a burner account to harass or stalk you, but it's another thing, like when you can't control even those burner accounts. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm excited. Cause you yeah, know me what? Too. We're not we're not talking about anything uh, controversial, at least not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so not I'm, yet. Not, I'm not nervous. I'm just very excited. <laughs> it's been a very fun journey so far. And just also, I guess we need to preface this because this is episode three, week three. Brittany and I are recording ahead of time. We both have full-time jobs. We both have a lot of stuff going on in our lives. So we are – all of these come out a little bit later. Yes. So just to be transparent with you guys – we're not recording these live or yeah. like the day before, even the week before. We're about two, three weeks ahead. So. Yeah. We try to uh, kind of compensate for that, especially like with the astrology readings and things of that nature. But other than that, today is my birthday. Happy birthday Ooh. to me. But this won't come out until like what? The, 20, the 22nd? Oh, 15th. Sorry. Yeah. And so, yeah. You know the vibes, baby. You know the vibes, man. <laughs> uh, Brittany, do you have our week three astrology reading? I do. So on March 20th, which is the end of the week, but I just thought it That's was okay. I just thought it was most important. So on the 20th, we enter into Aries season. Aries, where you at? Um, mm-hmm. So this would be a good time in your professional and your personal life to start to vocalize your needs. Um, if you've been wanting to assume a position of leadership in the professional setting, this is a good time. And then on the 26th, which I just thought that this was a nice little thing to add, there's a reminder not to lose hope. So say you start uh-huh. on your journey to vocalize your needs or to assume that place of leadership. A week later, remind yourself, you've got it. You're the shit. Ooh. Don't lose hope. Yes. And that's all I, I got like for you. That. I like that. <laughs> Love first it. two first two weeks of March were a little little scary, a little sad, <laughs> a little worrisome. <laughs> <laughs> but the end of the month is looking really good. Mm-hmm. I I don't know a whole lot of Aries uh people in my life. Me either, the ones actually. that I do, the ones that I do know are so driven in in their passions and what they do. Yeah. So I'm hoping that the moon being in Aries means that we all will get some of that. Yes. Hopefully it'll, you know, Pisces is one of the water signs. So hopefully the fire sign will burn off any of those negative tendencies or watery feels. And so hopefully we'll just be on the up and up. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Well, what else has been going on? Gosh, I got my eyebrow pierced. I know. Um, I love it. It was a spontaneous thing. Well, you know, since the Fergie days, man, I've wanted an eyebrow <laughs> piercing, but I've always been a, 
a scared. <laughs> so scared. <laughs> um, every time I think of my mom, she says her S's like S, like literally. S's. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've always been scared of my mom. <laughs> and I knew that she would kill me. But then, you know, I'm an adult now. And I'm You're sorry, mom. And she said that she'll get used to it. So. Yeah, I know she loves me unconditionally. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I think my parents, like, the times of being shocked by piercings or tattoos left about, like, 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's finally leaving my mom, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so there's only you and your brother. Yes, Does your yes. brother have tattoos or piercings? No, he's very straight edge. None. No. So you've had to take it all, and your mom is, like, still trying to get used to it. Yes, yes. With my parents, I'm I'm one of totally. six, yeah. and both of my parents have tattoos, and like they still actively get tattooed. Everyone in my family has ta- like all of us siblings. We yeah. all have tattoos. We all have different piercings. Yeah. Um. There's actually only two of my sisters that only have like a couple tattoos. Mm-hmm. The rest of us are covered. Yeah. For so sure. <laughs> my parents are just like whatever. Like, a few years ago. Yeah. A few years ago, my dad used to say, uh, you know, I really love your tattoos. I just wish they were on someone else's daughter. <laughs> but now, I mean, it just, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love your tattoos. It's a, it's like such a, it catches my eye every time. And I feel like a different part of your tattoos. Like I notice something different every time. Really? Like I remember the first time I noticed that um, Amber had you have SpongeBob as well, but Amber has SpongeBob and I don't have SpongeBob. Oh, okay. So she no, has Amber Patrick's or Squidward's uh-huh. house and SpongeBob's house. Is that uh-huh. right? <laughs> yeah. With her calves. And I was like, oh my God, you guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I I always wonder what I look like to other people. Yeah. Especially because like I wear leggings most of the time or like a hoodie or something. And I always wonder if I look like I'm heavily tattooed or if I look like I just have a sleeve with like a couple other tattoos. Hmm. That makes sense. I can't remember yeah. now my first impression of what I yeah. yeah. Well, and now well, too though with my – with like even with wearing leggings and let's say like um, low like ankle sneakers, like not high tops – both of my ankles, but especially one, are fully covered now. Like I almost have full s- tattoo socks. Okay. So now it definitely, I think, yeah. looks like I'm very tattooed. Totally, totally. <laughs> but it's very funny because the more tattoos you have and the more you're covered and the less spaces you have available, mm-hmm. at least my sister Amber and I feel this way, you still don't ever feel tatted. Okay. Like you feel like it's n- not enough I tattoos? I never feel like I'm – tatted the fuck up i think amber only just now i think amber kind of feels tatted tatted now but i don't i don't know how many i don't ever think of it (laughs) how many hours would you say that you've spent under the tattoo gun countless countless yeah countless because you have to think each piece is around three-ish hours yeah for me I've had I for my back I used to sit for five hour sessions and oh that was God. miserable. Dude, I for um, my leg yeah, countless. For my thigh piece, I sat for six hours and it was like the worst. The especially the end when the you're end starting is to really get, bad. When you're starting to swell up and then they're just like, All right, I just got a little bit more left and you're like, Okay, I don't wanna come back, so just well, do it. And because <laughs> you know what they do. They do what I'm trying to think of like an analogy that would make sense. Like a girl when you're putting on makeup. 
right? Okay. And you start fucking with your makeup a little bit more because <laughs> you're done and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, wait, that eyeliner could be yeah. a little bit better or that yeah. eyebrow could be a little bit better. That's what tattoo artists do at, at the those, end. Those last like 20 minutes okay. of, of your session, they're like, oh, let me add a highlight here. Let me add yeah. a shadow here. Yeah. And they're going back, but your skin is already like pretty Inflamed. settled, pretty raw. <laughs> Yeah, it's super inflamed, feels like a fresh sunburn, and they're going back over it. And you're like, oh, please stop. Totally. (laughs) Well, and then you have, and this was something that I actually didn't know about until I had been tattooed by someone different. So my back piece is all done by the same person. His name is Keith Darms. He's in Atlanta, Georgia. And he did my whole back. And then I got my calves done by Josh Haynes, who's also in Atlanta. So Keat is what is called a dry wiper. I did not know this. I didn't know that there was a difference until I went to Josh. But Keat is a dry wiper. So what that means is when he's, when he goes to like clean the space that's being tattooed to, you know, wipe away the extra ink, wipe away blood, you know, clear it so that he can see what he's working with. He just uses a dry uh, towel, a dry paper towel. He doesn't spray anything on it, just wipes. Okay. Now you don't notice this until you go to someone who doesn't do that. Yeah. So I go to someone who doesn't do that, who he gets the towel and even your skin wet and then wipes it. And it feels so nice. Yeah. It's so soothing. And then you go back to the dry wiper and you're like, no, <laughs> what are you doing? What? <laughs> That's sandpaper. <laughs> How do you do that? That's hilarious. I can't even yeah. think about what my tattoo artists over the I years have done. Most, I think most artists are more of they wet wipe because it's easier, it's a smoother wipe and it totally. feels better. On the but person. He is a very old school artist. Okay, like I got very, you. very old school. And I I'm sure he was just taught like you just wipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because I called him out on it one time, and for so that one time, that one session, he was like, "Okay, okay," I'll- and he would get it wet to wipe, to wipe, but he never did it again because ah! it's just not what he does, and yeah. that's okay, you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah, it's just not how he works. But for sure, getting tattooed is it's actually really shitty, and I over the years I've talked to a lot of people about it, and I try to not be like negative, but. It's definitely one of those things where when you first start getting tattooed, you love it. It's so fun. It's so exciting. But then the more you have, the more you hate it. Hate getting tattooed. I hate how it feels. I hate healing tattoos. Yes. I just want to have it. Yes. You just want the tattoo without any of the yeah. any of the process involved. Yeah. And yeah. Amber and I have a theory on this is that A, the excitement is not mm-hmm. quite as there because you're used to it. Yeah. But then it's also B, it's because Typically, not always, but typically you only have really painful areas open. Like the more you get tattooed, because oh. you're going to usually do like the easier spots first. Yeah. But then when you get really tattooed, now you start having the really shitty parts I that gotcha. you have to get tattooed and they just fucking hurt. Yeah. Like where's your hurt. most painful? Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Top three most okay. painful spots. Okay. Number one. Hamstring. Hamstring. Okay. Now, now uh, people don't agree. Everyone's different, right? I've met people that do not agree and they think it's wild that I say that's my worst, but that was the worst spot was my hamstring. Okay. So bad. Yeah. Um, second would actually be low back. 
Okay. Your low back has so many nerve endings. And especially when you get really close to the tailbone or like on your tailbone, you know, like the, your crack. Oof. Oh, Ooh, that sounds bad. awful. Okay. It's really bad. Yeah. And then third, I would say is kneecaps knee for caps. sure. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Like bone right there. And the hinge, like the, the hinge of the joint, you know. Would Oof. he, would you do it with a straight leg or do you a- kind of move positions a lot okay. so most of the tattoo is done with your knee at like a 45 degree angle okay and then at one point you do have to bend it all the way all the so way. that they can blast the actual kneecap okay Oof. and then depending on how big your the tattoo is on your knee you might have to straighten it out for a yeah. minute too yeah okay okay yeah actually i'm also going to add a bonus is that fingers hurt way, way, way more than you ever expect them to be. Okay. But because you always think that the tiny area. Yeah. They're just tiny. They're quick. They're usually just the one black like piece. Yeah. Well, sometimes I have color in mind, but you always expect them to be really easy. Yeah. And they're not. They fucking hurt. They have to use really tiny needles and it feels like paper cuts going over and over again. Yeah, it's miserable. So just like you need a plan for a finger tattoo. Don't think that it's just going to be this like fun little zinger. Yeah, good to know. (laughs) Good to know. Yeah. I will say probably my least painful tattoos behind my ears. Yeah. Dude, you don't even feel that shit. You don't even feel it. Like the worst part about it is just hearing the gun and like your head kind of vibrates Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, but other than you don't even feel that shit. I was I agree. So surprised. I'd say forearm is probably actually the least painful. Okay. But I don't try to tell people that because you don't want people just going and blasting their forearms. Yeah. Like, you know, right there. Yeah. Can't where it's like very it. hard to find. Yeah. Or I mean, I'm sorry, very hard to hide. To hide. You don't want people just, you know, getting you all these that. visible tattoos. But your forearm is really, really easy. Yeah. All right. But that's yeah, that's all. You got your eyebrow pierced. Yep. That's how we started this combo. I like to always try to bring it back, you know. (laughs) Um, Other than that, you've just been chilling. I've just been chilling. I had a friend in town. So what about you? Same thing? Yeah, I've just been chilling. I've been working. I had a couple weeks ago, I had finally finished um, building my website that I had erratically decided to redo. And it took me like three, four months and it was miserable. And I didn't realize how much stress it was causing me until I was done. Yeah. So once I finished that, I took like two days off. There you go. Because <laughs> fuck Proud everything. But now I've just been working. That's it. But anyway, I'm I'm pretty excited for this episode. <laughs> me too. I'm excited to you hear are? about okay. yours. Okay. So Brittany and I both have chosen – chosen – Chosen, chosen. <laughs> Last week, it's chosen. <laughs> Last week was a pretty intense episode. We didn't mean for it to be. It just kind of went that way. Yep. Um, so we wanted to do something a little bit more fun this week. And we are going to talk about some fun conspiracy theories. Wait, mine is not fun. But okay. No. <laughs> I just say fun because conspiracy theories ah. in itself are so fun to me. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So. You said yours is pretty long, so yeah. I might start with one of mine. Yeah, sandwich it. It's, it's, yeah, and we'll we'll sandwich it. Yeah, I like that. Let's have a conspiracy sandwich. All right. So my first one, and this, I guess, depending on depending on who you are, is kind of well known. 
Okay. It came out a few years ago, actually. And I feel pretty strongly about this one. This, well, first, I guess I should preface, we should discuss the Mandala effect. Do you okay. know what this is? Yes. Okay. So the Mandala effect, for those who don't know, is a theory or a theory. Yeah. Where phenomenon. Yeah. Phenomenon. There we go. It's a phenomenon of when there is a mass group of people who all have the same memory of something that didn't actually happen. And it's called the Mandala effect because okay. there are a ton of people, myself included, who vividly remember when Nelson Mandala died. Okay. But then a few years later, he actually died in, in pre- real life. Yeah. He like okay. actually died. So there, the, the okay. society split, right? You've got some people who only know of N- Nelson Mandela dying when he actually died. And then you have, I forget what year that was, maybe 2008? I don't uh, know. Yeah, don't Early remember. 2000s. But then there's a whole other group of people who believe that he died many years prior to that. And there yeah. is no way of convincing us otherwise. So which one are so that's you? That's why that no, I've I've rem- when he when they announced that he died, I was like, dude, he's been dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's been dead. Okay, because that wasn't me. I didn't Okay. <laughs> yeah. I heard he died in prison and I was like, that's it. Yeah. No, I was like, the fuck? Like he's been dead. That's insane. <laughs> So that's what the Mandala effect is because there's so many other phenomenons in the world okay. that this happens to. Okay. One of them being one of my favorite things to talk about is the Berenstein Bears. Okay. Do you the remember books. the books? Yeah. So there was little children's illustration books. There was also movies Okay. called the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. It's just a family of brown bears that could like walk and talk and they were like humans like they wore clothes and stuff right all right so here is the conspiracy theory or the mandala effect the phenomenon of it so when we were growing up it was the baron steen bears it was steen was spelled s-t-e-i-n baron steen there were books about how it was spelled baron steen okay (laughs) However, <laughs> if you look it up now, it is the Baron Stain Bears. S-T-A-I-N. Okay. Baron Stain Bears. Oh, let me Google that. There are Reddit threads. There are entire blogs. There are so many people that have dedicated a lot of time to this because, of course, the publishers swear that it was always Baron Stain. Always Baron Stain. What? But it wasn't, though. It used to be Baron Steen. There are people who have been able to find old records of it being okay. of like books that had had it with an E. Yeah. But then there's people who had their parents like go find their old books and, and it was, it was an, an A. A. And they're like, that was never an A. It used to be an E. What the fuck? And then there's also like a certain year of publications where the publication was spelled with an E, but then on the book it was with an A. So it was almost like it was an editing error. Here's the theory is that there is that we all live in these different (laughs) time warp universes that sometimes like matrix, I guess you could call it that sometimes merge and that there's people that are living in, and this is for lack of a better description, in an A matrix and an E matrix. And a few years ago with the Berenstein Bears thing, the A and E matrixes converged together. And so now you have all these people that are living in A and living in E and they're like, the fuck, you're wrong. And the other people are like, no, you're wrong. I 
have never heard <laughs> that before. Wait, I love this. So idea. I for sure grew up in an E matrix because that shit was the Berenstein Bears. For me, it was the Berenstein as well. And I don't remember. I remember there being like, you know, back in the day, it wasn't like uh, Twitter or whatever that talked about this. I don't even remember who was talking about it, but I remember this being a thing. And I don't think that I had any of the books by that time because it moved around a lot, you know? Yeah, we didn't um, have any of the originals either. Yeah, but it makes me wonder, like, you've seen the Truman Show, right? Yeah. So um, immediately my mind goes to one day they realized that they needed to, or they, like, made a typo somewhere. And then, you know, the the little, the, the cast members or the mm -hmm. whatever are just sneaking into our house and taking all the Baron's yeah, things away and, and, and switching and replacing them. them. So that's where I, that's where my mind goes. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in, I believe in the EA matrixes because I there's no other that. way to explain it. You cannot tell me that it was Baron Stain. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was Baron. There's no way you can convince me otherwise. And there are thousands of people who are in my corner. Yeah, I'm in your corner too. <laughs> so the Baron Stains can go away unless you're listening to this podcast. Then you know, like subscribe yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's i know it's not it's it's fun i know it's not like super crazy it's not super serious but that is one of my favorite conspiracies because it is so wild okay okay so my turn okay so mine is like it, mine is pretty long um you know i'm into like uh true crime unsolved murders like that kind mm -hmm, of stuff mm -hmm. okay so i've been really loving this one because recently i've gotten into snowboarding and just like mountain sports in general. So this one has been like just amazing to me. Um, okay. We've talked about it a little bit, but I wanted to like actually like research into Ooh, it. And I hope it's what I think it is. Yes. So Brittany and I did not discuss our conspiracies before starting this, by the yeah, way. Yeah, we're trying to to be surprised. Okay. So I'm covering one of the, Russia's most infamous cold yes. cases. So... <laughs> I've looked up the pronunciation. Reporter Brittany coming in. Ooh, here we I'm go. ready for this, actually. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so it's pronounced Dyatlov's Pass. So it was named after this guy, Igor Dyatlov, who was a teacher of nine students taking them for a 200-mile cross-country ski trip for two weeks. This was in 1959, so back in the day. So they were going up to, to the U. You roll mountains and to a slope specifically called Gora or, or I can't spell that one or, or <laughs> which the interesting part about that, that already just like goes ahead and sets the tone is that in the local Mansi indigenous tribe language, it is per, uh, directly translated to don't go there. Oh. Um, so that is first part. So last minute, one of the students um, had some joint pain and he decided to, to turn back and um, stay home. And that split second decision literally saved his life. Spoiler alert. So if you ever feel that feeling of like, I really should not be doing this, listen to it. Listen to it. It could save your life. <laughs> so sometime between February 1st and February 2nd of 1959, the hiker set up camp for the night at the bottom of this mountain called Golachikal which I might have said that wrong, but it translates to Death Mountain, Mountain of the Dead, or Dead Mountain. Um, so that's, you know, don't go there. And then you went there, and then Dead Mountain, Death Mountain. So nearly a month later, their bodies were found about a mm -hmm. mile away from their tent. So like I said, this is 
nine total people, seven men, two women. Yeah, two women. So when their bodies were found, they were just like scattered. They weren't all together or anything like that. The tent was found slightly buried under some snow and they had cut out from the inside. There was Mm. no sign of like foul play, nothing like coming up to the tent or trying to get in, no damage to the outside of the tent or anything like that. There was a, the, the tent was found buried in snow with a flashlight neatly placed on top of it on, but of course it had died so their their footprints led down slope some of them were barefoot some of them were in socks so you you automatically know that they this was whatever they were running from came out of nowhere so of course that goes to like avalanches but also keep in mind they were it was negative 13 degrees fahrenheit or four for our foreign listeners, negative 25 Celsius. And there was, it was a snowstorm. It was a a blizzard that came out of nowhere. But, you know, these were nine experienced hikers who carved out the the mountain to, to, to sleep there. And from the reports, that wasn't a very avalanche heavy area anyway. So these, they were found scattered. Two were found next to a pine tree that had broken branches coming all the way down. Five of them died from hypothermia and the other four died from things like severely fractured skulls, crushed ribs, eyes, and a tongue missing. What? And all of their clothing was found slightly radioactive. What? (laughs) And so this was, it took them months. It took them two months to find all these bodies because it was, you know, winter in Russia, you know, just covered in snow. And when they were found, they had no outward appearances of, of trauma. So like no bruises, no cuts, but you know, they had severely fractured skulls, crushed ribs. And of course this is Russia. So people aren't very trustworthy of what the Russian government says Mm. happens. So here's where the conspiracy theories come in. First one I'm going to start with aliens. (laughs) So when you imagine aliens, you imagine a flying saucer coming down a beam of light, bringing them back up. But do you have like a mental image of how they're brought back down? Of how they're brought down? Yeah. So like after the after they get abducted, the aliens do whatever, then mm-hmm. they're they're put back down. Do you believe well, oh, like you, humans, you mean? Yes. Would you oh, imagine oh, okay. would you imagine it's a beam of light bringing them back down? No, or? honestly, I imagine you're dumped. Yeah, they're just like thrown okay yeah Yeah, like you're just tossed off yes so that's what i think too so reports started coming in that there were bright spherical lights spotted in the sky over diatlov's pass in february and in march so remember i was talking about those two hikers found under the tree beneath the the pine tree that had Mm -hmm. broken branches that's what i'm imagining like aliens dropped them off and they yeah they broke the branches coming down i have no idea of course but the the speculation behind that or like the supposed reasoning behind the broken branches was that one hiker was trying to climb to the top of the tree to reorient or reorient himself, figure out like where the fuck is our tent, you know? So that is theory. Number one, aliens, which cool. If, if, if the mountains is called, don't go there. And then the bottom of that mountain is called death mountain. I'm curious, like, 
if anything has happened before that, you know, this is 1959. So like, why was it called don't go there? Why was it called mountain? So I really want to look into that. So the second theory, of course, you can't have any type of snow mountain thing without Yetis coming into play. So I was wondering if that was going to be one of them. Yeah. So that kind of explains like, well, it doesn't explain, you know, the theory, (laughs) the theory behind that is that that's why the, some people were missing their eyes and their tongue. But honestly, the tongue part gives me like severe Jeepers Creepers vibes. Do you know what the tongue part kind of makes me think? But I don't know like Russian culture at all. So I don't know how far off this would be. But it makes me think that it's like some type of like witchcraft or something. Okay. Okay. You know. Or like like torture or something like that. Like Yeah. But the fact that – Yeah. And like the fact that they didn't have any outward – Yes. Struggle, trauma. That is the part. Makes me think that, yeah, aliens or like witchcraft, like or like some type of like magical, spiritual something, right? Yes. I hadn't even thought of that. And totally. And because that was the first thing I thought of actually was like witchcraft of some sort. Yeah. Because that was uh, the indigenous tribes, the Mansi tribe was there. And they were like the only people to, to inhabit that area. And it was like very like cold you know but nobody wants to be there but there's no evidence of traumatic injuries like if you would imagine like a a yeti attacking everybody like there's no evidence that like either a human an animal or anything like that um actually did it so you know that one is just like a little fun one but i think dude i what the broken skull but he didn't have or like the person didn't have like Trauma. Mm-mm. Just the bone was broken. Just everything. Yep, it was broken. What? Yep. And the and like they obviously were running from something because they cut themselves out of their tent. Yes. Yes. Oh, I I need more. I need, I need more. To I more. Know. So that, and I think the reason that these conspiracy theories came up is because they didn't really look into, like, especially the Russian government didn't really look into it. It was the area was closed for three years, and um, a lot of details because of this. Uh huh. A lot of detail. Oh. Yeah. A lot of details came out when um, this one guy retired, and he was doing a lot of the research for it. So, like, they had no idea about like the state in which the bodies were found and stuff like that. So like it was very new in, in like the early nineties. And actually this past year, the the Russian government was looking into it again and they're saying they're like solidifying. It was an avalanche. Everyone needs to shut the fuck up. And that's that. So uh-huh. yeah. So okay. Then where's that person's tongue? Where's the tongue? Yes. And Where's the tongue? <laughs> so that comes- because look, like if like a animal or a yeti or something is gonna be eating the bodies, they don't choose just one person's tongue and then yes. keep moving. Uh-huh. And they don't like gingerly open the mouth. No, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm, again, I'm thinking Jeepers Creepers here, like the Russian Jeepers Creepers. Because I think on the first, did you ever watch it? No, I didn't. Oh my actually. god, yeah, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I know, I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> the first Jeepers Creepers, there's Jeepers Creepers fucking has a head in his hand and he starts to make out with it and then like pulls like the tongue out. The tongue. Yeah. So it's like pure Jeepers Creepers to me. So anyway, um, third theory, of course, 
Um, well, there's a there's another theory on Russian experiments, but I couldn't find literally anything on it. Because that's probably what it is. That's what they're doing. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. It's science experiments by and the Russian government. And they're hiding it. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see if this podcast- And they targeted mountain hikers. <laughs> yes, yes. So, of course, the last thing is avalanches. So, the, the injuries were like, you know, the the crushed skull, um, the the shattered ribs and stuff, There's they were likened to that of a car crash and a lot of the explanations can be pointed at avalanches but remember okay. it's all they were also very experienced hikers they knew how to watch out for avalanches this wasn't a very avalanche heavy area this it was 1959 in russia so how much research do they have like classified files or whatever you know it just really makes you wonder but one specific symptom of hypothermia which of course they were in negative 13 negative 25 celsius degree weather a symptom of hypothermia so they were when they were found they were found in various articles of clothing but none of them were fully clothed none of them had shoes on some of them were completely barefoot and then there's a thing called paradoxical undressing Whenever mm -hmm. you're suffering from hypothermia and it'll feel like your body is. I've heard of this. Up. Yeah. It's like yeah. your body is heating up and you, I've you heard feel that. like you are just burning up. And so you'll start to remove your clothing, which mm -hmm. of course, you know, you get colder faster. So that's like really what they liken this to is avalanches. They say that the first two people died underneath the tree from hypothermia and then the others dug like this small like think of like an igloo or whatever but then it collapsed that's what they're saying and it's just very there's a lot of conspiracy theories on it because it was just cold for 59 years and then suddenly right. they're saying it, it, it was a i think a slab avalanche what yeah so look something at happened yeah, something, something shady happened something definitely happened and we'll never know. One of life's We questions. won't. <laughs> we won't know. Oh, God. Oh, man. See, that's the kind of shit that makes me just like, I'll never forget that story. No. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The tongue. And I'll always wonder what happened. Yeah. The tongue. The tongue. It's actually, that is actually what throws the whole story <laughs> off is the tongue. The tongue. Had that person's tongue been attached still. <laughs> then I would believe the avalanche. Yeah. I absolutely would. Yeah. And the radioactive? And the, oh, wait, yeah. What about the radioactive stuff on the clothes? So they say that there's there is these lamps that they, they use back in the, the day that had thorium in them, but they weren't able to say whether the hikers actually had these lamps or had not. those specific lamps. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's just like another, oh, well, convenient. You have an explanation, but there's no evidence that the lamps. Yeah. Were there. See, that throws me off. Yes. Yes. Aliens, man. Aliens. Aliens are witches, one of the two. Yep. The tongue really gets me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have another one. Okay. And this is another one that I've known about for years. Okay. And I ch but I chose it because of you. Okay. It's about the Denver airport. Okay. You yes. Know, you know this. Okay. So we can maybe both talk about this. I have a little article pulled up, but I'm just going to like, I'm just going to go for freestyle it. this one for what I know. Go for All it. right. So the conspiracy is that the Illuminati headquarters are at the Denver airport. We're here. The greatest part about this whole conspiracy, before I even get into details, 
is that Denver in itself and the airport, the people, the government play into this theory. (laughs) It's amazing because if you go in the Denver airport, there are things like in plain sight where you're like, okay, are they doing this to play into the joke or are they doing this to make us think that we're joking, but it's actually real? Yeah. And we'll never know. It's like a magician. Look at this hand, but don't look at this hand. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so the one I'm not supposed to look at is the one that you're not going to do anything with because the one that I want to look at is the one that you're actually doing something with. Yes. So the reason (laughs) – there's a few reasons why the Denver airport is the Illuminati headquarters. Okay. One, and like the most telling, is that – The Denver airport has an entire fucking airport underground, underneath it. Now, not airport. I shouldn't say that. Airport without the the planes in the runway. Yeah, like a base. Right? So like tunnels. Yeah. They call them tunnels. But what it is, is it's the old Denver airport that they were going to – so they were going to renovate. And instead of renovating, someone said, why don't we just fill this and build a new one on top? But leave the tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But let's leave the tunnels there. And they're fully accessible. They're still used. Like they're there. Do you think there's just tunnels under the whole fucking airport? Do you think that employees know about it? Like your average employee? No, they do. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like they're used, they're accessed. Okay, the I need are... to find a Denver, a Denverite who wor- has worked at the airport who, works at who the can airport. confirm. Yeah. <laughs> there's also, you know, there's the huge 32 foot blue Mustang sculpture. They say that that's a nod to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Like, why the fuck else does Denver have that at their airport? <laughs> the, the, oh, oh, apparently, yeah. Oh, what were you going to say? So the, the horse has these beaming red eyes as well. So like if you're looking at mm. the horse, it always looks like it's looking at you with these beaming evil red eyes. And apparently when they were uh, building the horse, it killed the guy who like had the idea behind, like it fell on him and killed him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's even worse. That's even worse, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know that about the horse. Yeah. What I was going to also add, because I forgot about the tunnels, is that there's bunkers down there. For what? What for? For the Illuminati. <gasps> for the prisoners. And then, yeah, dude. And then, so the stuff that I was talking about as far as like the airport playing into it, and you're like, is this a joke? <laughs> is that all of the artwork around the airport is like towards a new world order, like okay. towards a like end of the world, a new world order. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out next time. I yeah. Come. You're going to have to pay attention because you'll see it and you're like, I don't, am I being fucked with <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck? But I have to say that I actually love the Denver airport. I've, <laughs> I've spent a lot of time there because I guess because it's kind of like central in the country. So I've had a lot of layovers there. I've had to spend the night in that airport before. Like I've spent a lot of time there and it is such a calming airport. The lights are always dimmed. (laughs) It's always pretty quiet in there, probably because most people are stoned off their ass. Yes. I've been very, very high in that airport too. (laughs) Start thinking about, (laughs) start thinking about all the tunnels beneath me and it's really scary. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a full believer on this one. Agreed. There's I probably I honestly weird. probably sound crazy. I just believed in all of these conspiracies we just talked about. <laughs> um, 
if there's I've actually not met anyone who doesn't believe in the Denver airport thing though. So like yeah. if you're out there, let us know why you don't believe in it because I don't see how it's not Agreed. an Illuminati headquarters. Great. It's it's some some kind of headquarters and with the government the way it is, like you never know what the fuck they're hiding from us. So of course, like let's hide it in plain sight. Except we're, right. we're on to you. Yeah, but that's why I think it's so perfect because they are not actually hiding it at all. Yeah, like I said. Right? And so it's like, okay, well, I is it real? Yeah. I think it's real. I think it's real. I will yeah. I will completely agree with you on Denver po- Airport being amazing. Like you don't have to be there so much earlier than the other airports yeah. and it is calm. The lines are always fast moving and the staff is always oh, really nice. They must be stoned too because they're They have high. to be. Because listen, staff at the Atlanta Airport oh. are so fucking rude. They are. The staff at the Atlanta Airport is so fucking rude. And I've worked, I actually worked at the Hartford Jackson <laughs> Airport. I was, a, I was a bartender yeah. at Cafe Intermezzo. And yeah. I don't know why Atlanta's TSA is the way that they are, but they're horrible. Yeah. And they're, they're just like, they only open like one lane or two lanes, you know, and then everyone will be like so angry. And then everyone misses their flight. And they're just like, we only have two lanes operating. Yep. Maybe somebody can tell, explain to us. Maybe somebody can explain to us how how the operation goes. <laughs> yeah, maybe because not all of them are nice, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I always get fucked with in that airport too. Yeah, in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but Denver—they just let you go. They don't give a shit. Yeah, you can have. Oh, you got a bunch of podcast equipment in your bag. It's fine. No Leave it. We don't care. Just pull the laptop out, but there we don't go. care about anything else. Did it? At- Atlanta is like, mm-hmm. I need you to take that cord out of your bag. <laughs> You can't have any of that in your bag. Like it's going through the same goddamn machine. Yeah, I don't. How is this little fabric book bag going to change what you can see through the X-ray machine? Yep. Mm -hmm. They're just being mean to me. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) It's like their favorite part of the job. Power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Eye roll. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, I actually really, really love talking about conspiracies. So this is what I want to do. Yes. In the link in our show notes, there is a way for you to anonymously submit actually anything you want, suggestions, stories, questions. But for this week specifically, I really would love to hear some great conspiracy theories. Yeah. And or, yeah. If or like phenomenons, mandala effect phenomenon. Yeah. If you have um, the information, you can share that or you like your personal uh, spin on it or we'll deep dive into it on our own. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be good. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. I want you guys to let us know some good ones because honestly, these days, if you try to look up anything, all you get is conspiracies against like Trump and Biden. It's all political. Right? And like COVID. Like all you can find if you try to Google is like political stuff. So we're trying to get some like deep shit yeah. that's not political yeah. unless it's just like a really good political conspiracy theory. Yeah. But I've heard all the 2020 ones and most of them are fucking bogus. Yeah. So. And it's just like – Political bullshit. It's like, uh, except for the Epstein one, I really want to know. I have, I have questions. <laughs> okay, the Epstein one's a little bit different. I almost <laughs> thought about, I, I almost thought about bringing that one up, but then I was like, I don't know, people might be yeah, over it. Yeah, I looked, I definitely saw it and the, the <laughs> thing, and I was like, you know what? There's just not enough information yet, but one day, yeah, we hopefully we'll know. <laughs> I will, I will say this, say because it, I'm, just because. 
what the fuck happened to Ghislaine Maxwell and why did we not hear anything else about her after she was arrested? FBI breaks through our phones. (laughs) Podcast gets cut off. (laughs) We go missing. (laughs) That's what I'm going to leave it with. I'm going to need someone to give me some info. What the fuck happened to Ghislaine Maxwell? Yes. I didn't know that's how you said her name. Okay. I only know because I saw someone write it phonetically. Oh, there you go. I was like, I didn't know. Yeah. Someone wrote it out phonetically and I was like, okay, cool. Oh, man. Well, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this. I know Brittany and I did. For We're sure. just laughing at ourselves this whole time. Yeah. You know? You know the vibes, baby. You know the vibes. <laughs> we just have a good time here. I would love for you guys. We would love for you guys to make sure you subscribe, download, play, listen, leave reviews, share, send send this episode to a friend. Yes. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Um, but that's it. That's all we got for you guys this week. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will chat next time.